At 6.53, the Bucks working to even their opening round playoff series at Fiserv Forum tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. Still not clear this morning is the status of superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo, who left Sunday night's game with a hard fall to the floor. He has a back contusion. Um, there was x-ray that was clear here, so we'll monitor him, see how he does, you know, see how he wakes up, how he feels the rest of tonight, tomorrow. And those Bucks head coach Mike Budenholz are after the game on the injury. So what can we expect from Giannis and the Bucks as we embark on what we hope is a championship run? Two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Lori Nickel with us this morning. Lori, you pointed out in your piece following the game Sunday night, if Giannis goes out in a playoff game, no less, he is hurt for real. Yeah, that's not something he usually does. And and you saw it, right? He went out and then probably snuck by four guards and three trainers and six doctors to get back on the court. <laughs> I just checked but, back in. Right. <laughs> but that's his nature. And the Bucks know that. They've known that for a long time. He just, um, he'll play through as much pain as he can uh, until somebody forces the issue. And that in that case, it was Boonholzer who pulled him out, I think, like a minute and a half later again. That's why, Lori, I fully expect him to play tomorrow. <laughs> I fully expect right. just the way he is. Totally, with a smile on his face, looking great, you know. But who? They have so many uh, great options for treatment for something like that. It's just, you know, the back is tricky, yet, and we don't know anything about his status or anything, so we don't know the severity of the contusion. Um, I'm assuming it was on his tailbone, but you know that hurts. So. You know, whether you get cortisone shots or whether you just deal with the pain or you rest a lot, um, you do the treatments in, in-house, I'm not sure. But I agree. I kind of expect him to play as well. Talking with Lori Nickel of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I do want to ask you more about uh, a couple of things on Giannis. But first, on the Bucks, this team is capable of winning, especially against Miami in a short series, without Giannis. I mean, we have a better than 500 record when Giannis doesn't play. Exactly, and that's why I think Sunday was so alarming if you're a Bucks fan um, for the long term. You know, the Bucks are 11-6 and six without Giannis in games that mattered. There were two more games that he rested at the end of the year that didn't count, but in competitive games, they, they were able to win without him, and we even saw this two years ago during the championship run. Remember when he went out with yeah. that bended backward leg thing and Brooke Lopez um, took over and Drew Holiday took over. And Sunday, Chris Middleton was really the only guy who excelled um, above and beyond. So that's uncharacteristic for this team. And maybe it was a one-game fluke. Maybe Miami just got lucky. Not lucky, but, you know, they, you don't shoot yeah. 60% day in and day out. <laughs> so maybe it was just a weird game. But I think there's a lot for the Bucks to consider to work on going forward. Lori, who is the onus on? I was at the game uh, as well, and it seemed a little flat. Is the onus on the, the team to get the crowd fired up, or is the onus on the crowd to get the team ramped up? We were talking about that in the press box, seriously. We were Because when, even when Giannis went down with the injury, there was so much fake noise, you know? like, And it's yeah. not their fault, but there's music pumping, there's an announcer talking, and it's like it just didn't feel like the crowd was that into it or, or really like jazzed for a big playoff run. So I, I would never tell fans how to act. You paid your money, you go do what you want to do. But this is, this is a special year. I, things are going to change a lot probably after this year. Some guys may leave. There's new ownership coming in. Like if you're a Bucks fan, you got to kind of live it up and enjoy the moment now because I know as a reporter, I'm not 
to me, this this is like a big year. And after this, I I can't be certain that there'll be perennial championship contenders year in and year out. I do want to make sure that we uh, point to the article that you wrote uh, about a week or so ago about Jan. Gives us a window, Lori, into who this guy is and some of the things he deals with. I know when we're talking about multi-million dollar athletes and stuff, sometimes it's hard for us to feel sympathy or maybe empathy is a better word. But, man, when you're on top of the mountain like Giannis is, things are a challenge. Life is a challenge in ways that people don't always give these guys credit for. Thank you for mentioning that. I pinned that to the top of my thing on, on Twitter, the article. There were two articles, and Giannis and his family started this foundation. It's called the Charles Antetokounmpo Family Foundation. And the only reason that Giannis opened up to me about mental health was because the foundation, that's one of the things they support. They're working with a local group, Antidote, to provide free mental health for Milwaukeeans. That's really critical right now. And for Giannis, it was serious enough in 2020, right after he signed that Supermax, he was dealing with so much, the pressure to pick a team. Where does he stay in Milwaukee? Does he go somewhere else? The pressure coming out of the bubble, the isolation that he dealt with being in Orlando without his family, the pressure that's on him 24-7 to be the best at everything. He's got, you know, he can't just be naturally charming with the dad jokes and the stuff that Milwaukeeans all love about him driving through drive throughs and getting, you know, nuggets or whatever. 50. He's 50. He's got to be like the best at, at everything. And he finally acknowledged, and this is the interesting point, like something was wrong. He didn't even want to play anymore. And we're talking about Ihana Santacumpo, the gym rat, the guy who works all the time at the game, who loves the game. If you don't love something anymore that you used to love, there's something wrong. And a lot of credit goes to him. A lot of people think, oh, you go and talk to a psychologist or a therapist, which is what Giannis did. And, you know, you're not just sitting there sipping tea and talking for an hour and laying back in a couch. It's work. Giannis decided to really work on himself. That usually means developing coping mechanisms or it means homework or it means reading books or looking at other people's situations and and taking a page out of their playbook for dealing with mental health. Giannis decided at the most critical time in his life when he had so much pressure and he's got a young family to work on another part of himself, which was his mental health. After that work, he became a better player. He won another MVP and he became an NBA championship uh, champion. And he credits a lot of that to the work that he did with counseling. And again, that goes through the family foundation and why the entire family, this is one of the causes that they're passionate about is talking about mental health and supporting people who might need a little hand up to get therapy if they need it. Well, now let's just get a massage and back out on the court on Wednesday night. Yes. Lori Nickel from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. <laughs> Thanks, Lori. Thank you so much. Appreciate you.